Ready, Nate? I am ready. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another Identical Draw podcast. And this Vortex plug is about their socks. Thomas and I have run their socks like crazy. They're one of our favorite Vortex wear items. And there is a giant sale. June 6th to the 15th, 40% off the socks. Man, if you don't hit that up, then I don't know who you are. Hit it. Well, we're here. It's uh, one of the greatest weeks of of the spring turkey season, and we're joined with our buddy Eric Barber um, with Vortex, and we've had ourselves a couple, <laughs> uh, what is it? How long have we been here? Oh, man. It's still hours. Yeah. I mean, 18 it's, hours? It's barely yeah. tripped over into days, mm-hmm. and we've got multiple dead birds. I'm not going to give anything away, but um, yeah, we, we got in here late Sunday. Sunday evening and Monday was a crappy weather day and today it's just the clouds have cleared and the wind's gone down and it's just been awesome turkey hunting. We so. uh, we we discussed this trip at Western Hunting Conservation Expo in February and we were like, man, we got to make this happen. We us three, we were all turkey addicts. We were talking about this like we all have <laughs> like all three of us would probably put turkeys as like our favorite thing to chase. Absolutely, which. Is like, and we're and we're also avid deer hunters, but we still yeah. we really choose the the king king of spring. Yeah, and so I mean, we we got dates on the calendar. We're like, we're gonna make this happen. And uh, man, this year has been primo. We I, I wrote obviously a ton of letters, so we've got we've had a ton of permission that we can hunt. And then honestly, the weather has pretty much been pretty ideal. So let's just start I feel off. Like, tomorrow, I feel like we should morning. we should give some background, Eric. Yeah, um, Eric, if you want to fill people in on yeah. on just uh, your job, but then like give people a basic rundown of your your turkey knowledge and how long you've been hunting the bird. Yeah, for sure. So I work at Vortex. I've been there just over four years. Um, before that, I've been in the, the outdoor industry. You know, pretty much my whole career. Out of college, I worked at Midwest Whitetail for a little bit. From then I went to, or from there I went to DNR, Wisconsin DNR, and now over to Vortex. I've been here for the last four years and absolutely love it. Um, and as far as like turkey hunting, I've been doing it my whole life, but really probably about like six, five, six, seven years ago, I really got into it. You know, I took it from like something that I did because I didn't have a deer tag to fill to something that I started actually putting like a intentional, like strategy thought process into, you know, hunting these things. And from there, it's just been like, you know, in Wisconsin, we have a lot of opportunity to hunt. You can buy leftover tags, all that stuff. I've been trying to do more and more, you know, things out of state, which, you know, brings us to where we are here. But, uh, man, turkey hunting for me, you kind of alluded to it like early on, like it is by far my favorite thing. You know, Mm -hmm. even though as as much as I love deer hunting and and all that, turkey hunting just gives me like an opportunity to, you know, hunt with people. The camaraderie is great. And also, like, no two turkey hunts are the same. Right. You know, there's so much dynamic stuff that goes into it. Yeah. Um, Nate and I were having a private conversation, and we were like, Eric's, like, got to be one of the better turkey hunters we've ever hunted. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Definitely. It's not, like, patting ourselves on the back, but, like, it's we're usually out with new hunters or people that were kind of, like, guiding around, doing all the calling for. 
but Eric is doing the calling mm-hmm. on this trip, and it's been. <laughs> He's got a good crow, nice. good natural crow call, good owl hoot. You just know that he lives and breathes <laughs> it. Even even with Tom, I'm like the call guy. So I'm like, ooh, Eric's calling this trip. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the mouth call or breather. It's yep. been awesome. I love watching like somebody else hunt birds really proficiently too because like we have our way about it. We kill plenty of birds and then it's like you come over and like hunt a lot of things similar, like something's different. I'm like, I just, I like that approach of seeing how you hunt them off the roost or how you deal with kind of like a hung up bird or like crappy weather or stuff like that. But I mean, we should mention that these birds out here know Nate's cadence to his mouth call. (laughs) So when they hear the, the unfamiliar clucks from Eric, they, they They just hammer. Yeah. Yeah. They know exactly who it is when Nate starts talking. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's definitely something to hunting with, with, uh, new people, you know, like it, you, like I learned stuff, you guys are, you know, mentioning the same thing. And I think that's the cool thing about it. Like deer hunting, you know, you can hunt with, with, you know, a group, you can share camp and all that stuff. But really when it comes time to hunt, everyone kind of goes their separate ways. You Mm -hmm. know, you go to your, your tree, you're there by yourself and, and then you come back and you talk shop at the end of the day. You really don't kind of like learn about things that people do and kind of like see how they actually do it. And that's, that's the cool part about turkey hunting. You know, we're hunting in groups, we're kind of hanging out and, and working these things together, bouncing ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what actually what really, you know, take, you take a couple people that really like it and then you just get that much better at it because you're, you're bouncing ideas off. As oh, a group. every decision we're making is like all three of us are hearing it and thinking yeah. about it and putting in feedback. It's like when we make decisions, they're calculated. I mean, yes. whether it's like, should we get up to that next tree 15 feet or should we like, do you think I could take that shot? Is he on the edge or like where like decoys out like here or like a little further, like everything. I mean, all three of us are like pondering for a little bit. It's like, let's go with that. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is good. Yep. Yep. But yeah, no, it's been a freaking blast running around up here. Um, I think we should just dive into some of the hunts. Um, basically Monday was Monday looking at the week, which it's only like, <laughs> like we've discussed, it's like the beginning of the trip still. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yesterday was just half of the day, three quarters of the day was just, I mean, freezing cold, um, super overcast. I We definitely had a little snow flurry going on yep. um, and real windy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it was like feel like 30 basically all day. Yeah. Like yeah. 30, maybe 40s. And then towards the evening, that's when we saw like, the better weather starts rolling. Yeah. The yeah. clouds kind of moved off and the sun came out, but the morning setup, we just went to an old faithful cause we didn't get anything roosted Sunday night, um, with howling winds and getting in late. And, uh, so we just went to a, a spot we knew birds would be. And I mean, we definitely, I mean, we were within a few hundred yards of a few different birds. Um, and they just didn't really want to play. We, yeah. we, we thought we were in them a little bit, but, as soon as they would like get close, they'd be far again. I mean, we and saw then, we saw two toms. I mean, yeah, they were over a hundred yards, probably yeah. easily. Yeah. So, but and the story of yesterday was the wind too. You guys uh, kind of mentioned it, but like it was just like thirty, forty, fifty mile an hour gusts at time yeah. all day long until the evening. Yeah. yeah, and that was tough. Yeah, all the birds we like we did see, um, like just were not were not playing like. I don't think before like the evening, like we might've seen like one strutting bird mm-hmm. um, because they just, they were just like neck tucked into their body kind of look. They just weren't wanting to gobble. And mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't hear gobble basically from seven thirty to 
when did we hear him like 11 maybe walking through yeah, the, yeah through the ground and um there were even times when we saw birds and they just they just wouldn't gobble so there's just no there's no work in them mm-hmm. um but we had a couple of close calls yesterday um mm-hmm. right out, yeah so right off the roost those birds yeah. left we did a walk about couldn't fire anything up went back out around probably 11 30 to noon and uh did a walk about, had one like hammer close yeah. kind of situation where it was like, throw yourself into a cedar yep. and just wouldn't work in. Like, yeah. And, and even kind of going off that, like that, that bird, when he struck, you know, you were kind of talking about like different variances and calling. Mm-hmm. And that was one we were talking about like different tempos and all that stuff last night. I, you know, we called it that bird. He definitely was hearing what we were throwing out. And mm-hmm. finally, you know, we changed the, the tempo to a little bit faster pace, a little bit more aggressive. And all of a sudden on that last cut, he boom, hammered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I've noticed that your final like cuts, that's what like sends them off. Um, I feel like that's usually what I gets always, him to hammer on that. I always wonder if, if it's because like he likes what he's hearing or if he's just kind of like yeah. shot gobbling off of the excited the cuts or something. Yeah. The excited of it yeah. and what I always I'm always wondering what it goes through their head yeah but I mean we worked that bird for like an hour I would say at least yeah. we were set up there for 10 15 20 minutes and then we went to the next spot called for another 10 15 minutes and then went to a final spot hung out there for a little bit just calling him and he, we heard him maybe gobble another three times like yeah. not much um and he seemed to be going away um and then we kind of went up to this like corner that's a that's higher up and open um and you could see down this road to the west, and we were looking at some deer, actually, that were on their feet moving, and then Tom saw a strutter right down in there. Yep. And, I mean, same deal. Hit hit yeah. him with calls. Like, obviously, he's hearing us. He's, he's like, at 100 yards, 150 oh, yeah. yards. He's hearing us all day yeah. and just never said a word. Yeah. Just not not much you can do there. So, we, we didn't, as soon as we uh, realized he was gone, we didn't give him much time. We headed back to the truck. And on the drive out, we saw another group. Um... Well, we thought it was like three Jakes and a Tom, Um, and we we made a slightly risky move on him, but we eventually uh, got up on this top field, and this this stock that we did has worked in the past. It's it's in one of the, what's the YouTube video? Nebraska, probably Nebraska turkey hunting double. It would be like two years ago. Yeah. We we dropped two of them in that field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... Sure enough, I think it would have worked, but there was a lead hen that caught us as we were coming up. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got to the fence, um, the tom and the hen were probably out past 100 yards, just working, working away. Yeah. So no, no shot opportunity there. And but that, that time, was when the sun was coming out. Yeah. And they were like, okay, right. they're starting to move a little bit more. Yep. By that time, it was like 3 p.m. We hadn't <laughs> eaten anything and never had, <laughs> we were, hadn't had any water. When we were driving out, we saw birds on. A pr- really close to a property we could hunt. And it was three. We were all starving. Yeah. And there was like this silence in the truck of like, oh, man, we want to go after those birds, <laughs> yeah. but we're all starving. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's go eat. We got to be smart about this. Let's go eat, and then we'll go try to kill them. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we came here, ate lunch for like 40 minutes, and then got back out after them. And uh, we decided to split up. Thomas went to – well, we just split, split up on permission farms that we have up here. Thomas went to a place we had never been before, and then – me and Eric went to, well, we were heading to, we dropped off Tom and we were heading to another permission piece when we off of the highway saw two butterballs strutting in the sun on so this So were they both Toms or do you not know? One for sure. Yeah, one for sure. They were both big, 
Burns. Yeah. They could have both been Toms for sure. Huh. Yeah. But uh and, and and they were right where they were probably within forty yards of the spot that we last called at mm-hmm. maybe two hour, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. And they were probably just rolling back like the freaking um is it Mike Chamberlain? Yeah. He always yeah. says that they come back a couple of hours later. Yep. Mm-hmm. They hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're up there. And so we're like, okay, got to make a pit stop. It was early. It was like it was like 4.30 maybe at that yeah. point. Probably yeah. going on 5. So we worked all the way back there, huffed it. Um, it's a decent walk back there, but we covered ground pretty fast. And, man, we were like right in their zone um, where we thought they were in their yeah. zone. Kind of where they were heading. And I, I like kind of liked their setup. Like, Oh, yeah. Is enough room to where it wouldn't be like point blank shot. Um, we had, I mean, you had at least 30, 40 yards in most directions where you could have had a poke, um, given calls, given calls, given calls, and just no response. Yeah. We gave it, I don't know, we gave it probably 15, 20 minutes be- between those spots. Yep. And we were like, I remember telling Eric, like, well, if they're not here, then they probably pitched over this hill and we'll just catch them on our way out of here. Right. And, um, that's exactly what we did. We got up to the top of the hill, and Eric's like, "Like, let's just give him one more yeah. excited one. I don't even actually know where you shot him at. How deep in the property? So from Top Ridge, yeah. we were like set up on cra- the crazy oak for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we were we just kept dropping lower and lower and lower yeah. down off that hill. Gotcha. And he was just in the bottom, bottom of that. Literally the bottom. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eric, like Eric's shot was like downhill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's part I, of the I figured e- he was like, I didn't get him on I camera. I thought he was on the lip, like going down. Yeah. He, wow, that's I've never seen that. That's, that have you that, ever seen that? Exactly. It's crazy. I, you know, we we talked about like the wind a little bit that mm-hmm. yesterday, and the wind was just starting to let down a little at the mm-hmm. time that that we shot that bird. But that's the only thing that I can like think about that he he wanted to be down there because he was in the sun and out of the wind. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like. A trick of these three-year-old birds we just don't know. Yeah. yeah. And we figured it out. Yeah. All right. So backing up. Yeah. That bird's not dead yet. Yep, <laughs> we, yep. uh, Eric hits hits the slate and then, pow, I think one or two gobbles. Yeah. Maybe. And we're like, here we go. We're in the game. And uh, again, just tight-lipped birds, not not hitting a bunch. But we were like, we got set up. And I'll kind of let you, if yeah. you want to take it from there, kind of go through your thought process yeah. on that. Well, even like, so, so when he originally gobbled we set up kind of on the so if you picture the ridge kind of like divided into thirds so the top third would probably be like the most gentle roll Mm -hmm. the middle third it really starts to like drop off and Mm -hmm. the bottom third is where it kind of levels off and goes down to the bottom Mm -hmm. so we set up on that top third and right right away you know yelped at him a little bit and it sounded like a jake yelp Mm -hmm. that, that answered us yep and it was getting progressively closer. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, because we were on that top third of the hill, if you picture, like, looking off that, the hill drops off so aggressively that you can only see maybe 25, 30 yards before it falls down, and you can't see anything then down yep. there. So we kind of debated, like, is this the right spot? You know, how long do we want to give this? These jakes are coming in. You know, they're clearly closing the distance. You know, so maybe that, that Tom is with them. All these thoughts running through our head. And eventually, I think after probably, what, like 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, we went quiet. We didn't hear anything. Um, we gave him another aggressive cut, and he gobbled again in the same spot. Yep. So then it was kind of like, okay, let's sneak up maybe to the, if you picture that that third, it'd be the bottom, it'd be where, like, the, the middle third and the top third intersect. So, like, kind of like midpoint on the ridge. And, like, belly crawled up there. 
I remember I turned around, gave you the thumbs up, and, mm-hmm. hey, you know, can't see him. Mm-hmm. You came up behind, and we sat there for probably 15 minutes before all of a sudden, you know, I, we, we called a little bit. Didn't really hear, you know, no responses or anything, but all of a sudden just through the leaves. Look up across the, the, the valley, and you can just see three male birds, big redheads, just, like, running down the ridge, just mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Just like the contrast that we were talking about, just like bright redheads, oh, just man. fired up birds. It just like for like on the brown dull leaves and trees just sticks out like crazy. Yeah. It was like, I, and, and the way that they were moving, I was like, we are going to be they're shooting gonna run one of the these gut. things in like t- 10 seconds. You right. know, like they're going to just be right here. But then as soon as that thought went through my head, you said one is a Jake. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you you said that, I'm like, this is two Jakes messing with a Tom. Mm-hmm. And that turns out what it was. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so they kind of like, if you picture, they like ran towards us. They closed the distance probably to 125, 150 yards, mm-hmm. stopped. And then they actually went back the direction that they came. So we were kind of feeling like, okay, we're, we're in the game, but like we're not really in the chips right now like we, yeah. we're gonna have to do something in order to make this work mm-hmm. and because of that because of, the, of uh watching that behavior the thought process that i had was like hey let's you know they're aggressive let's be aggressive back let's match the tone of like what's going on so i gave like some really like loud aggressive just like fighting purrs just like for probably you know 10 15 seconds just of straight nothing but purring on my slate call and uh you know, no responses to that, n- nothing. But after doing that, looked across the valley and saw a hen kind of like come down and like I'm I'm looking straight across. She's in the entering the bottom and kind of starts coming like right at us. Yeah, like right at us. And I knew that that tom was with her because we had seen the tom with the hen maybe about two, three, four minutes uh, prior mm. to that. So we knew that they were together, and when I saw that hen start coming, closing the distance, I'm like, all right, we got to find the tom. I'm kind of glassing, not seeing him, not seeing him, and, you know, long story short, just couldn't find him. Um, so I'm kind of sitting there thinking, what the heck's going on? And I heard footsteps at some point, yes. I telling you, and we were both worried, like, oh, they're going around left, which the left was the only area we didn't want them to go. Yeah. Just didn't have visibility down there. Yeah, same kind of deal as what we mentioned earlier. Like, the hill just fell off too fast. Mm -hmm. Something could have been, you know, 30, 40 yards to our left, but we never would have seen it because the topography laid in such a way that Mm -hmm. it just would have been hill blocked. And that's what we were worried about. Mm -hmm. But right around that time, all of a sudden, like, he just, like, you're kind of looking through this super thick oak timber and, you know, just this flat, dull, oaky leaf, you know, forest floor, and all of a sudden just redhead. I can just see it like he was in, in strut down there in the very, very bottom flat part of the of the, the valley. And he kind of spun, and he's maybe at like, he's he's probably 65, 75 yards, somewhere in there. Like, yep. like uh, too far for a shot, for sure. Yep. And, um, you know, w- that hen is down there. She's dusting. The hen eventually starts working to the left, which was, you know, our, mm-hmm. our kind of greatest fear. Mm-hmm. The, this whole time, there's a, uh, a log right to the left of us, like a, a fallen tree, which actually played kind of a key role because I, we thought that bird had gone away with that hen. We lost sight on him. A couple minutes go by. All of a sudden, I see the shadow of him kind of like spinning around down there. So I knew he was right there, and I kind of like peek around a tree, confirm that, okay, he's there. He's a little closer now, but he's still like 
you know, I remember asking you, right like, at the edge. He, yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. is, he, is he in range? What do you think? Mm-hmm. And, you know, where we both really couldn't tell. Like, we knew it was close enough to, like, consider, but probably probably, probably yeah. not do it, you yeah. know. So <clears throat> that bird spins around again, and this is where, you know, we, we kind of, I feel like, sealed the deal at this moment. Mm-hmm. Bird spins around and took two, like, full steps away from us. And in my head, I'm like, okay, it's now or never. We got to make a move. Like, we've called it this thing. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He's with the hen. The hen has gone the other way. Now he's, if, if we wait another 30 yeah. seconds to a minute, like, the hunt's over, yep. you know? So I got on that fallen log and just kind of, like, slid down the hill with a tree between me and him. And he then came and took two steps to the left following that hen. Again, in the very bottom. And, uh... I remember asking you, Nate, I'm like, I I think he's in range. I think this is it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yep. You kind of, you know, gave me that, that reassurance. And if you can picture like big Oak tree and then just the left of that Oak tree is like this little sapling. His head is kind of like right in between those. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to try that because I figured part of my pattern would hit the Oak tree. And then the other part of the pattern would hit that sapling. You know, there may be staggered. The Oak is maybe at like 15 yards. The bird was probably at like 50, 55, and then that other sapling was maybe at 40. So I had like two things that I had to get through before yeah. the, I got to the bird. Yeah. Yep. So I like he's in strut and he just kind of long necks out of strut, like he's just about ready to drop and kind of get out of there. Yep. And I lean way, way, way hard to the left, and like my I was like, remember thinking like that's hard. Like he's really leaning. <laughs> so you were leaning. Like on the sapling side, like past yes, the sapling. Yeah. Past okay. the sapling, yep. And, that, and that's why I was, yeah. I had to get past that sapling. And I, you know, I, the, I, I your gun, like if you're like looking at like a gun, like straight up and down, like at the 12 o'clock, I mean, what were you at? I mean, it, it was, it was probably, 10? yeah, I was probably <laughs> like at position. least, yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, uh, you know, lined the dot up on him. Pulled it, you know, pulled the trigger and just like he folded. Like, yeah. like it wasn't no like, yeah, it wasn't nuts. like, oh man, you know, maybe we got to get up on him quick. It was like he, he was done, like yeah. just done. Flattened him. Wow. And, and that was super cool because that was like a classic, like had to stick with it, had to adjust, uh, you know, had to like read different, different, uh, like terrain signs, all that stuff to kind of make that work. And that yeah. was, that hunt had it all. It was super cool. Yeah. That, that wasn't like your easy like he comes gobbling in running like you had to like really uh, like the location killed that bird. Yeah, we were where he wanted to be out of the wind and just like the nudge forward to get to just make it happen with just everything. I think it's hard like for somebody that might be new to it to understand, but like making moves, knowing when and like how you can make like quick moves on turkeys is like yeah, just kills birds. Three three years ago, there's no way that I would have had the confidence to do that. Yeah. You know, I would have probably been at a, a point where I would have been like, man, if I move, I'm, I'm going to spook him. Right. Something like that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what you walked that off at like 56 yards, 56, right? 56, yeah. Yeah. That 870 is, it, it is not the fanciest gun out there. It is, I'm shooting just regular Longbeard XR. But man, that thing, just that put thing the shoots hammer good. on it. And I mean, plug the freaking... Oh yeah, Spark Solar. I mean, that is, and, and you know, it's it's going to sound cheesy coming from a guy that works for an optics manufacturer, <laughs> yeah. but like, I have missed birds closer than that with yeah. that gun, with that setup, exactly. Yeah. And the reason, that, and, and easier shots where I yeah. haven't had to like move at a weird angle. 
The biggest benefit to me when, when running a red dot is those off-angle shots. So for a right-handed shooter shooting hard to your right, or in this situation, having to kind of like get off the gun. Like if my head is on the gun, I'm not going to see that bird. Like I had to, my head is like off the stock, kind of like aligning, you know, looking through the dot. And uh, that gives you a very like precise aiming point rather than like picture a bird at 50, 60 yards and you're looking down the vent rib of your shotgun, the bead is going to take up from the top of the head to below the beard. And you don't know if you're aiming at his eye or off to the right, off to the left, maybe a little high, a little low. You don't know. And that's where that dot, you know, like like if every bird's going to come in on a string and you're going to shoot them like at right off your knee, Mm -hmm. probably don't need a red dot. But in in those situations where you're like getting a little bit, you know, more – you know, hey, he flanked you, or you you got to get a little bit more creative with your shot. That is where that dot is yeah. like your saving grace. That's like you you were saying, like, man, you put it like right on the middle of his head. Yep. I'm like having the precision to like know exactly where you put that freaking dot is like, you just can't do that with yeah. the with when the bead. I, I yeah. mean, when I'm shooting, like I'm seeing just top of head, mm-hmm. and then you can't see anything else mm-hmm. because everything else is covered up. Yep. So I'm going home and putting a freaking red dot on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's epic. Yeah, so that that bird was a freaking tank. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, big, big, like long, long, probably inch and a quarter spurs. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, this is my first Nebraska bird. So I don't know if maybe this is just the way that these things are out here, but he was gorgeous. Like green iridescence, you know, shot him in the probably five o'clock in the afternoon. So like the sun is high in the sky. Mm-hmm. The last thing I remember looking at him, I'm like, I literally looked at you. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's freaking green. Mm-hmm. looks like an Osceola, you know, yeah. super iridescent, Be- beautiful bird. Yeah. This, all this stuff will be in an episode and you can see this bird. And then if you go to the identical draw Instagram, you'll see Eric, um, fan of one out grinning. And then you can swipe on that pig and you'll see the hooks on this bird. Best hooks we've ever killed on a Nebraska bird. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, how many years have we turkey hunted at? A long time. We've killed a lot of birds. Just like best hooks we've ever seen. Super good hooks. Yeah. Super, super cool hunt. Beautiful bird. And that capped off like yesterday, which was looking at the five day yeah. forecast going to be the hardest day of the trip yeah, i know when when that happened i was like okay like we're gonna fill tags this yeah trip. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were talking all day like if we can sneak one out on monday then yep. that would be awesome yeah so and that was we were done with that bird by like around six yeah six six thirty we were back to the truck i know like, i know when go. you text me before like seven like it's gonna be a picture of a dead bird yeah sure enough <laughs> yep dead bird yeah yep. so basically um to cap off our night the rest of the night was pretty slow we uh me and eric continued on to that property we were going to go hunt looked around and this property this permission farm there is turkey sign everywhere i couldn't see anything like overly fresh um but there is turkey sign everywhere there's got to be a lot of birds um and that whole evening we didn't really get any gobbling on the property we could hunt but we had i mean a boatload of birds on surrounding properties and stuff so Hopefully we can get one on that ground later in the year. Um, yeah. But yeah, still a lot of birds back there, but yeah. that was basically the end of our night. Thomas, if you want to. Yeah. So I sat in a spot where I was hopeful that something would come by, but it was a little bit more of an observation sit um, to get birds roosted because I knew that they were going to roost behind me. Um, so sure enough, I see a hen. That's basically it for the turkeys um, for my evening hunt. Saw a lot of raccoons. Um, but then I... I as it's starting to get to like gobble time, birds are probably up in the trees. 
um, or at least like by the roost tree ready to fly up. I get up top and um, it's not 10 minutes later and I hear, hear the first gobble. And then I continue to wait and sure enough, there's like two good groups roosted on that permission piece. Um, and one one for sure I could pinpoint yeah. um, that there's at least a group of two or three. Um, and then I thought I had a pretty good idea on another two or three um, further north. But I was just like, like just amped because I knew exactly how we were going to get up on those birds. And I honestly, I figured you guys were also going to have birds roosted. But um, when I got to the truck that, that night and you guys said you didn't hear anything, I was, I was relieved yeah. um, that I, we had birds roosted on, on this permission piece. So um, we, we should be mentioned, like we don't have a ton of success off the roost out here. Um, we kill like majority of our birds, like the late morning time frame. So, um, I, I, we were hopeful and we knew we were going to be within a couple hundred yards this morning, which fast forward, um, we, we had a couple celebratory spotted cows that night, but then it was time to hunt these roosted birds in the morning. And, um, like Nate kind of mentioned, we, we, we hiked back in there to that spot where I, I had dropped a way waypoint on on x and then we had like that three three minds put together where should we set up where should we put the decoys out kind of conversation yep. and we decided to set up on the higher up on the hill on this ag field the birds are roosted um a little bit south of us um not i mean they're within 200 yards for sure mm-hmm. i'd say um i uh, you're it's so fun like when you know you got birds roosted nearby and then that first like close rip it happens. It's like, oh, we're, yeah, he's right there. Like what we thought is true. Um, so I'm cameraman. Eric got a second tag. Nate's on his first tag. Um, we, th- I thought that there was a decent chance for a double up because I knew I heard at least two or three gobbles. And I think there were, there were at least three birds. I think there were in, three in that close group of trees. I think, yeah, it's hard to tell but two. when they're all going, it's like, I feel like there's three. Yeah, it's like that situation where, like, one gobbles, and then it just turns into, yeah. like, one very long <laughs> yeah. gobble, and you know there's, like, several different birds yeah. in there, but you can't pinpoint yeah. it. See, usually you could pick out if there's only two gobblers. Yeah. <sighs> yes. But it was, like, it was, like, a little more than that. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like there's some some other bird mixing up we, in and there. And then we also had the ones in the north still. Yeah. They were also hammering multiple there. Um, but, I mean, do one of you guys want to tell the hunt? I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, tucked into that tree. Thomas was behind us, and me and Eric were kind of on this cedar. Um, the most uncomfortable cedar. <laughs> I was sitting pretty good. You <sighs> you had the break. <laughs> you, you could hear Eric just moving around yes. every, like, five minutes. And the birds were gobbling. They, yeah, yeah oh, they loved yeah, it. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, on the roost, I mean, you gave them, like, a few yelps like yeah like soft like just, a, yeah just a few little tree yelps um and that i mean that's basically the hunt they flew down and they I, hammered did you guys like, hear them fly down i, no. I didn't hear them fly i was really down. surprised yeah. too the only difference was they got was the close guy yeah and that was yeah. close it was yeah. like like i don't know 80 yeah, I'd like probably closer than at, 80, at that point. 70, I was 80. I was really optimistic because I was like, usually by this point, like they've flown off the other direction or something. So yeah, like yeah. to have them closer <clears> than <throat> their roost gobble, yeah. I knew we were in the chips. Yeah, and like that gobble was right at us. Yeah, like it's not like he was he, yeah. canted one way; he was pointed directly at us. Definitely. So Eric gave another 
like light Yelp. And <clears throat> I mean, a minute to, yeah, like it just heads. Did you see multiple or is it just, I only saw the one and I, but I heard him first. I could hear just all of a sudden, like I heard a, a, a small twig break. And then right after that, I'm like, my ears are just kind of perked up and I could just hear coming through the leaves and I'm like, okay, they're coming. But then, and then I did see the one go right to left. Yep. And I saw fast. one coming in two, and I was like, yep, this is going to happen I, real I quick. I was like kind of ready, but like I had like, I had the, like, we're trying to save batteries. So I had the, uh, my long lens turned off. And then when, by the time, like between Eric saying, I see them or they're coming to shots, it was like probably 30 seconds. So I'm quickly putting on the wide angle and then turning on the R5 and getting it in tight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they popped out right <laughs> below us. They came right down, right down the chute, basically. I mean, two of them, 40 yeah. yards or closer, I would say. And Eric Mee's like, I'm on the right bird. Yep. And then I would, it was just like a three, two, one. <laughs> and it was pretty synchronized shooting for not practicing. Yeah. It was, it was pretty primo. Um, three, two, one, boom. And <laughs> I just don't know where, where to begin. <laughs> this is where it gets very. So my big. bird, this is Nate talking. My bird fell. Yep. Fine. Um, and then Eric, I'll kind of let you go from there. <laughs> yeah. So, so to, to my defense, I wanted, I wanted to kind of like play off that, that like boom, boom, like, yeah, I wanted to make sure that like you had a good one shot, you know, done. like we yeah. had at least one. Cause I feel like that's a problem when you're trying to double is like someone jumps the gun way early mm-hmm. and then, you know, it turns into pretty big fiasco pretty fast, yep. you know? And I, and they were close enough and, and the bird that I was shooting at, like even if even if it would have been a boom boom situation, I feel like I would have had plenty of time. Yeah, you know, yeah, like definitely. I had probably twenty yards for him to get out of sight. So yep. even if he would have been cooking out of there, he was still in trouble. <laughs> so you shot, I shot like at your like it was like boom boom type yeah, deal. Yep, yep. Hit him, but hit him like back, like in, <laughs> like, like in the back, you know, yeah. like and kind of a little bit lower than I would have liked. Definitely, Her, he's hurt though. Yeah, like he's like he bad. flops down yeah. and gets out of frame mm. but i know immediately like just by the way that he reacted i'm like i'm gonna have to either jump on him quick or yeah. or, sh- or get another one that's in. like that's the thing like new hunters probably don't understand like turkeys they'll just hide from you they'll like you think you got a good shot and just running after that bird is like yeah. necessary yeah mm. absolutely so i jump up and this is where we go back to the world's most uncomfortable cedar yeah my <laughs> left leg had fallen asleep from probably the hip down to my toes. <laughs> and I, I literally, I could not feel a thing. Like asleep, asleep. Yeah, like like that. When you sleep on your arm, you wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night and you, your arm is just like, <laughs> Flailing. like not even part of your body <laughs> anymore. Like that is the feeling that's going on in my left leg. And I shoot and this bird requires instant action of getting on. <laughs> yeah. So I pop up out of the tree. My right leg, which is like uh, working correctly, <laughs> Drives Takes up. Off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My and like you don't think about stepping when you're trying to walk. It's like a subconscious thing. Well, yeah. my left leg just didn't move, <laughs> and I like I go to move my right leg again. I just like forward somersault in the most <laughs> yeah. ungraceful way, <laughs> pop up, and I like I I can see at this point that the bird is like he's hurt and he's like kind of like slowly moving off. And I'm moving so slow because I can't feel you're, my leg. You're li- like you're like. 
like limp <laughs> jumping at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> so with I, your gear everywhere, yeah. <laughs> my I, binos down. Yeah, like if there would have been a POV of my vision, all of a sudden it was like forward roll, get up, binos go falling <laughs> left, striker goes to the right, and then I go to like run. <laughs> In my like, dude, my, I you can see it. Yeah, too. you can see it. My like, my ankle goes down at like a ninety degree, <laughs> and it, like all my weight just goes <laughs> in my left leg, and I fall again, <laughs> and I I I like barrel roll. Again, very ungracefully. Yeah. That's when we we wondered if Eric had just hurt himself. I, I, I genuinely thought I'm like I just broke my ankle, but, but where's where's the bird? You yeah. know, and I I like roll to my. Uh, Right side, yeah, just enough to see the bird like slowly still working away. <laughs> Gun comes up, and you can see it in the footage. Like all of a sudden, there's this very haphazard. Like I am defeated because you can tell. Like I shoot, and I just let the gun like waylay. Yeah. Like it's, there's like no recoil control at all. It's just like I gotta do this. This is gonna hurt. Boom, bird goes down, and that is uh, that is the story of a double. Oh man, <laughs> and the whole time. This was going on. I was filming it, but Nate was just stand, <laughs> standing, <laughs> both just both legs very usable, right behind Eric. I would. remember thinking like, "Oh, he's he's struggling. I might need to go get that bird." <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the footage makes it look like a guy with a torn ACL is like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, somebody somebody that like really wants to go turkey hunting, but they hurt themselves, <laughs> yeah. so they they just went anyway, even against doctor's orders, and yeah. like worst possible outcome happens. Yeah, and, and this is. I it. mean. The footage is incredible. The first tumble when you get up is uh, it's a good barrel roll. Yeah, uh, I will. I will just never forget the view through my eyes of like binoculars <laughs> flying out to the left, striker going out to the right, barrel roll, gobbler, target acquisition, yeah. boom. If, dead bird. Yeah, if you, if you're listening to this and you want to see this clip, it'll be out for the public oh, yeah. eye. Yep. it'll be thick. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, that was. That was awesome. Um, got them both. Got the got the double. Did the double, <clears throat> and Eric didn't break himself too bad. <laughs> he can walk around. Yeah. Actually, run. Yeah, we saw him run. Yep. Um, after Tom shot his bird, but anyway, so yeah, double by what time was it? Like six thirty. Six thirty. Yeah. Um, which is that's cooking. I mean, what time is sunrise? Six. I think it's like uh, we we like sunrise. we shot in Nebraska. You can hunt them thirty minutes before. We probably shot them right at sunrise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was insane. I, that that was I think that was our first ever like one two. We've doubled before on sits. Yeah, but like synchronized. That was yeah probably our first good uh good bird. They're a little lighter fan than the bird you killed yesterday. Yeah, um, and just freaking fun. Pulling them off the roost, but we hunted that property a little bit more. There's still birds definitely over hey, on that honestly, piece. We were kind of like half-assing it. Like we could have, we oh, probably yeah. could have killed another like bird. If we over didn't, there. if we didn't have a successful off the roost hunt, like we're probably killing. There are birds Absolutely. still gobbling to the north. There yeah. are birds gobbling to the south. Yeah, it was kind of uh, like a like we have two birds dead. Let's go get some coffee. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, That's we were we, we were walking past birds gobbling mm -hmm. on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Did that whole so far the thing. days panning out how we thought it was gonna. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good weather and fired up birds. Um, take a breather. We grab some Joe. Hit up the old high V, the Vermilion high V, breakfast, which was killer. Um, and then grab some Joe. Come back into town, or back to our camp, and 
Well, yeah. On, on the way, on the road in the camp, we see, yeah. the, see the strutter. Go for it. And beautiful bird from, gosh, is that a mile away? We can, yeah, we can just uh, see it's him a long ways. <laughs> just, just spinning up on this little dam. Mm-hmm. And sure enough. That we can hunt. Yeah, yeah that we can ground. hunt. Yeah. Very easy to get to spot. Yes. Yep. So when we drive by, we realize there is a hen, but that doesn't really change our, our plan. We, uh, kind of we decide to go go the long way around and just try to um like close some distance around that way um but as we're getting there we come basically roll right past camp how we've been getting into camp and i think eric you saw the bird first and it was like oh crap like there's like tom right there sure enough he's like right there but he doesn't like fly he doesn't pitch off he he doesn't run he kind of just i mean i think it's probably he sees like work like he sees Mm -hmm. like vehicles around here every once in a while um with the landowners and he really didn't care so it was a we we were kind of deciding like are we gonna just like do this the the old-fashioned way and pop out of the truck and kill him and Mm. i pop out of the the side of the truck get my gun in the back and i dropped the hill is working perfect for a Mm -hmm. guy trying to kill a turkey and i go down go down low and around and sure enough I pop up. He really hadn't moved that far. Like I, I, I was half wondering if he was going to be a little more further away. Um, just that he had seen us and all, but, uh, I pop up. He's probably, he's within 50. My first shot didn't hit exactly on him. Um, I don't know if it got much in him at all. I could only see his head with that first shot. Um, so I probably just shot over his head a little bit. And then the second shot, he got up and was flying and I just dropped him. Um, freaking sweet shot. Yeah, <laughs> Me and Eric just watching from the truck, literally. <laughs> I, I was out, <laughs> out filming it. <laughs> just dropped from the sky. Yeah. And then I, I run up and, and he's dead, but I, I put a third into him cause I didn't want him mm-hmm. to get into the woods. So awesome. Awesome. Quick bird. Yeah. Three, three dead before 10. Yeah. 954. Um, yeah. The, the trigger pull on that one. Yeah. Just a nice two year old bird. I'm never going to pass up any Turkey, but, um, yeah, I mean, you can't ask for much much better of a day. Um, I, that's my second Nebraska bird, and Eric's got two. Nate, you got your one. That's four birds in 18 hours. Crazy. Yeah. Got to be our, gotta be one of our best 18. Doing this podcast is, like, only afternoon, and so I think we kill another bird today. Yep. Tomorrow weather looks good. Tomorrow weather we looks good. We got Mark and Graham. Yep. Also from Vortex coming out. Yep. They were in the Pine Ridge. And, you know, late pivot, they were getting, you know, a lot of pressure out there. Bad weather, too. I think, like, crazy winds or snow out there still, it looks like, from the pictures that they sent. So mm. They were massively jealous of yeah. our, our four Toms. We were, yeah. I mean, we were at, there was a point this morning where you just, like, text Mark every 30 minutes that another bird was dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the best part is, like, Yesterday we hunted super hard yesterday. I think at the end of the day I had twenty six thousand steps. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a that's a good day. That's a Very full day. day of hunting. Yeah. I had hundred and forty flights of stairs, if that tells you anything. Yeah. yeah. And uh this morning we've killed three and we've probably hunted for a total of an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like just goes to show you how like weather flips like that. Yeah. And yep. you can you can literally if you know what you're looking for, which is clear, calm, good days after like you know, crappy weather, that first really good day, and even that second really good day, yep. 
they are going to be out in force, and that's yeah. what we're seeing today. Like, for, just driving yeah. around, and there's birds all oh, yeah. over. Yeah. For people, like, trying that might ha- not be hunting turkeys their whole life, if you are trying to plan a, a trip and just, like, wondering when you should do it, like, I would take one amazing day over, like, a weekend of, like, crummy weather. Absolutely. 100%. Like, if, so if, if you, like, say you have to, like, take off work for a day, it's just, like, primo, 70 degrees, low winds, sunny, versus, like, oh, I could hunt the whole weekend. Yeah. But it's going to be 40s, maybe a little rain here and there. Like, take the single day. Deer, take the like, single day. And I think people don't always realize that because it's, deer and turkey are completely different. Like, deer... In, in the deer's mind, breeding is always number one, like, compared to weather. So, like, it doesn't matter. If it's if it's November 1st and it's 70 degrees, you're going to hunt. If it's 10 degrees, you're going to hunt. Yep. With turkey, like, weather, like, slows it down, like, mm-hmm. tremendously. Yeah. So, like, it, like they just will, they just, they won't breed during a, a really, really crappy weather day. So, it doesn't make sense to, to really hunt during those crappy days. You, you can, and... Um, you can you can get lucky, but and right. weather that, is so important. Sometimes they're still doing their thing, but yeah. man, okay, having turkeys hear your call in forty mile an hour winds, hearing them gobble, like just that whole thing. And then I mean, yeah, I mean when we saw a group of birds yesterday, there's not a single strutter in them. It's like, yeah, they're just not wanting to do it. So yeah, I, I love how this trip has shown like the three most classic ways to shoot birds. Yeah, you've got the spot and and sit and wait on them. For Eric's first bird. It's like location. Yep. yep. You get the off the roost. Call him in. Call him in, and then you get the just jump out the jump truck. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, if you turkey out long enough, you're going to have all three of those happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The last one we're waiting on, and I, if I had to predict, it's going to either come this afternoon or sometime tomorrow, and that's a strike them up midday, and yep. it's over fast. Running. It's going to be hot. Yep. It's just, the bird is going to be pow, pow, pow. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it might happen right back here. I think it might, too. Yeah. I, hey, I, I sh- it should be mentioned, I predicted uh, my bird on Sunday night. I said, we're going to be coming in after breakfast, and then we're going to see a bird and kill him. Yep. After sure But enough. you said unsuccessful morning hunt. Oh, we I We already did. had two. Yep. That's just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to make um, at least one awesome video out of this. Maybe oh, a, yeah. maybe a couple for YouTube stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been awesome. And we'll, this is the only podcast part one. We're going to definitely have a part two. Going to see if uh, Mark and Graham can knock one dead. Yep. So Odds are good. Odds I feel are, good about it. Odds are pretty dang good. Those boys want it bad. <laughs> They've been hurt. How many, okay, with all of, all, all of our permission pieces around here, I mean, are there 25 Toms, like, in the surrounding permission pieces? I was trying to think about that yesterday, too. Right. I mean, let's go through them. The place we're at this morning, there's a handful of them over yeah. there that you could probably hunt and kill. Yeah. I would say conservatively there are four more toms in that yeah. vicinity. Right. The place we were at last night, the not the one you killed. Well, the one you killed on, there's got there's a few male birds over there. There's got to be those two jakes. Yep. There, I mean, having a tom in there would not surprise me at all. Sure. So you got a couple more there. The place we were at last night on the ground... I don't know. Like, for sure, midday, there's birds working through that place. Um, there weren't, like, anything roosted on there, but you've got to think you kill at least a few off of there. Because yeah. if the birds are on there, I think there's a lot of birds in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the place that we hunted yesterday morning where we saw, I mean, gobble-wise, we heard 8 to 10, or yeah. six, 6 to 10. After and we saw, morning. what, we saw 3 or 4 
in person. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you could, you can cover some ground. You got to at least think one or two of those yep. would be fired up for a, yeah. uh, a quick one. Yep. But yeah, so that's part one. Anything else you guys want to add? The rest of the day should be good. Hopefully we can should get, be. hopefully we can get the guys on, on one or two of them. Yeah. We're going to basically go charge up some bats. Camera batteries running low. And then I think we should, the hour before they get here, we just try to freaking yeah. find one. Yep. Potentially buy more tags. That's yep. a, that's a strong possibility. Definitely. So. Sweet. All righty. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back with part two before too long. Peace. Sweet.